Blog Talk Radio. Everybody is enjoying their Sunday. My name is Julia Pettis, and the tables have turned. I am going to be interviewing your beautiful and gracious hosts, Denise and Denise Tunnel, and we are going to be talking about the new movie, Till, that was just released this weekend. So, yes, the tables have turned, and they are in the hot seat. Why? Because they are the immense talent behind the looks that you see in the Till movie. So let's give this evening a round of applause and first say congratulations to you both. Yay! Thank you so much, Julia. <laughs> Thank you. How, how do you guys feel? How are you feeling? Good, a little overwhelmed, but good. Yeah, very we're grateful. Good. We're feeling good, and we're excited that the show, that the movie, um, has had its official, you know, worldwide release. Um, going out to see it, and people are giving us great feedback. Um, and I'm really happy that people are enjoying the movie itself. Uh, there's a lot of mm-hmm. people who are afraid to see the movie because they think it's going to be like, you know, very, like a brutal beating or they're going to see all this stuff. And um, actually, it's quite the opposite, you know. So I just encourage people to go out and see it. It's a great story, a story that had to be told. Um, I think it's something that we should all see. I totally agree. I So a little bit of backstory for those that may not know exactly what this movie is based on, but the movie Till is based upon the true story of Mamie Till, the mother of Emmett Till, uh, who was a 14-year-old African-American boy that was abducted, tortured, and lynched in Mississippi in 1955 after being accused of offending a white woman. So the film opened this weekend, like you said, worldwide on Friday, the 28th. Um, but you guys have been doing a lot of press leading up to it, and I've seen some amazing pictures that have kind of come out. Um, I went to see it today, um, and I went with two of my three kids. Um, I tried to ask my mother to go with me, and she was very adamant that she did not want to see it. 
Um, she didn't want to kind of feel the pain of all of that. Um, but I'm ready, I'm ready to kind of just unpack because there were so many things that I noticed, um, and I was a mess. I was, <laughs> I was a mess the whole time I was watching it, but <laughs> it was a very good movie, and like you, like you like you mentioned, it's not what I expected, even though I wasn't sure what I was going to expect because we've been inundated with all of these images in the media over the years. But um, I was feeling all of the emotions for sure. And it was, it was a roller coaster ride to say the very least. So um, with this weekend kind of being opening everywhere, did you guys go out this weekend to kind of see it, or uh, what was <laughs> we did. your journey in that? You did. Okay. We, Tell me about that. Yeah, we did. We we went out this weekend with a, a coworker of ours um, to see it because she wanted – actually, it was Ashley Langston who worked on the movie with us, and so this was her first time seeing it. But for Janice and I, this is both our third time seeing the movie. And so for me, it's so unfortunate that – there are a lot of people who don't want to see it. I kind of understand because I know it was um, very painful for people during 1955, you know, when they heard the story. I get it. But guess what? We've been going through the same thing for the past how many years now? I mean, it's the same thing over and over and over. It's just history repeating itself. And I think for young people, you know, when they see the George Floyds and, and you know, and all these other uh, young black boys and black men who are being killed, you know, um, by police, you know, for them, you know, they, I think people love to, you know, show the videos of this stuff and they love to, you know, spread the word about, you know, what's going on on social media. In order to understand what we're really going through, I think they need to learn our history. And I feel like mm-hmm. Emmett Till, you know, that's the part of history that they need to learn and understand to better to better uh, deal with what's going on now. But um, for those who decide they don't want to see it, that's fine. They don't have to see it. But it just, you know, I love how our director says we start with joy and we end with joy um, in this movie, Mm -hmm. and that's exactly how it was. And it's a story not told from Emmett's point of view, but, of course, the story told from his mother's point of view. Mm -hmm. Which is is beautiful to see it through beautiful story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So how long did this project kind of take, and how are you feeling about it now being out? I know you briefly mentioned that, you know, people are reaching out with their reactions, but what have some of those reactions been, and are you kind of feeling inundated and overwhelmed? What What are you feeling right now? Well, you know, people are loving about, People are loving it. Yeah. That's and great. it took us about, um, let's see, maybe – I think it was like like two and a half months, maybe two and a half months to shoot that. Um, mm-hmm. And throughout the pro- throughout the process, you know, there's definitely a lot of emotional scenes there, you know. And some things did not make the film, um, but it, the film mm-hmm. was edited very nicely. You know, the story was still told um, very well. And um, one, we're just so thankful to have been given the opportunity to work on that project. That's number one. Then number okay. two, um, you know, we are just so excited um, 
There's a lot of great feedback, not only about the story, but about the makeup, um, which makes us happy. Um, period pieces are not always the easiest to do because uh, we were trying to definitely capture the period. We were also mm-hmm. trying to definitely give the director the look that she was asking for. Um, I think <laughs> I think we definitely achieved that. Um, and everybody, everybody associated with the film um, were excited about the look. So, we, you know, we're excited about it. We're, you know, we're really happy about it. And, you know, and we just want to talk about it. Good, good. Can you explain a little bit about your individual roles um, and perhaps how this project was different for you both? Um, in relation to other projects you've worked on in the past? Well, for me, this is Denise. Uh, For me, I was the makeup department head. So, of course, I was responsible for, you know, the look of the makeup. Um, Mm -hmm. But this was so different from anything I've ever done because, I, I mean, I've worked on period films before, period television shows before, um, you know, just working on background, things like that. But I've never department headed a period project. So for me, that was different. I was excited about that. So being that it was my first tournament that I had to get it right. Like I didn't, sometimes when you see period pieces, people think, oh, it's period. I'll just throw a red lipstick on and, you know, I'll, you know, I'll fill in the brow, you know, make the brow very pronounced or whatever and just throw a red lipstick on and then that's period. Well, that's not period. That's just present day makeup. Because anybody can wear a red lip. Most women wear red lips nowadays. So that's not exactly period makeup. So I knew that it had to be right. I knew that I wanted it to be true to the period. Um, You know, I didn't live in 1955. I wasn't doing makeup in 1955. So it's hard for me to to get exactly what women were doing in 1955. But I could get pretty close. And so I knew that doing that, I had to do uh, major research. And I had to get it right. It wasn't just about, you know, looking at a book that teaches you how to do period makeup or period hair. It was I needed to see actual photos from that time period. And that part was the important part for me. And so that's how I went about my research, was actually getting photos of people from 1955, real-life, you know, photos. So it's like going to family members, going to friends who have family members, during that time, you know, women, men, children, and getting photos um, from those people to actually see the look, not just for Chicago, Mm -hmm. but for Mississippi as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And if I can piggyback, this is Janice. Um, I was the key makeup artist on it. And one of the things that my sister and I did was we have a, a makeup artist friend in Atlanta who's originally from Chicago, and she was a great help. For us, um, she helped us put together our, our boards, our, our makeup look boards, and like my sister and I were very detailed, you know, with the instructions as far as the boards were concerned. And just like we said, we're we're playing in two cities, you know, Mississippi and Chicago. Not Mississippi. I forget the city in Mississippi, but it was Illinois and Mississippi. It was my um, Mississippi. Money, Mississippi. Money, Mississippi, and Chicago, Illinois. And, um, you know, so those looks for 1955 
are totally different. It's not the right. same. And so we had to get those looks down. And also I remember asking a relative here uh, for pictures of family members from 1955. Our friend who mm-hmm. helped us put the boards together, she pulled pick from her grandmother and, and people that she knew, as well as being from Chicago, and this story was such a big thing here in Chicago, you know, she was able to research and find all of this information and was able to really help us with that, with putting that those look boards together. And then also we did a lot of research and had help from um, the production because one of the writers and produce, executive producers of the show actually worked with Mamie Till to actually try to get oh, this wow. story out. Yes. So it, it took 14 years. But um, so there was a lot of research that was, you know, already already done, and it helped us to be able to see the actual photos of the real people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when it came to facial hair, we had the the exact look that 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 those people had in 1955. So, if the actor that was coming in to play a certain male character did not have facial hair we added facial hair. If they, um, okay. if, the, if the real person didn't have facial hair and the actor that's coming in to play that character, we would take the facial hair off and then, you know, just having to maintain that. Um, so it was a lot of that trying to, I think we all were really, between hair and makeup, we were all really trying to actually get these characters to look exactly like the original person as much as we could. Uh-huh. Yeah, as much as we could. So it was, okay. and that was also that was also. Re- Go ahead. No, I was just going to say it was really one of those things where you definitely had to research. Okay, so that was also that was also a request also of the director. She really wanted that facial hair to match. Um, so you know that was that was one of the things we wanted to make sure um, that we were doing. And, you know, another okay, thing that so we did was, I'm sorry, another thing that we did I didn't mean to was, cut you off. no, it's okay. We tried to um, use a lot of the lipstick colors of that day, of the of 1955. Mm-hmm. So we tried to zone in on, um, like, a lot of the Revlon lip colors and things like that, something that was going to be true to the period, not something, you know, like my, I think my sister kind of mentioned it earlier, not something current day you know, like a current day red posing for a period 1955 red. So we tried to be okay. true to the period as much as we could. So when you were doing your research and looking at these photos, I know my mother was born in the 50s, and a lot of the photos that I saw her saw of her when she was in, you know, in that time frame were black and white. So were you looking at black and white images and kind of just, you know, using your own imagination, or were you looking at color photos, like, or was it a combination of the two? Most most of them um, were black and white photos, um, but okay. like Janice mentioned, the 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 lipstick colors. Like I researched, um, you know, which Revlon colors were being used uh, for lipsticks and for nail polishes. 
so I knew the colors that were going to actually work. Um, and if I could not find those exact colors, then I found something maybe in the Revlon brand or a different brand that, that was similar to those actual colors that were being used. That's awesome. But mostly, That's yeah, awesome. but we were mostly looking at black and white photos. Okay. So you mentioned um, the project took about two and a half months. But from a professional aspect, it sounded like the director really did have a lot of buy-in on what they wanted the end result to kind of look like. So how did you guys go about selecting the members of your team for this film, and how did you all collaborate with the hairs and the director to just make sure everybody's vision was truly coming to life? Because it sounds like it was a, a very, you know, nice dance between all of you to try to really make sure that it was cohesive. Well, for me as department head, you know, uh, doing this movie, I knew, I knew my sister had to be with me. So that was that. Mm -hmm. And then um, we selected Ashley because we had worked with Ashley before and we knew Ashley had a certain skill set that, um, you know, there, if there's things where we're tied up with other actors and we needed we needed Ashley for you know anything in particular. We knew that she could do it, so we needed a well, you know, someone who was um, very well skilled in all different aspects of makeup. And so, you know, that was our whole reason for hiring Ashley. Um, but then also, as far as working with hair, working with the director, you know, that's almost something that just comes naturally because that's just what we do, and that's kind of how you have to do it. Um, just working with hair and knowing, um, knowing their vision, knowing, you know, this, again, it's period. So we're, so we're like, it's not like we're coming off the top of our heads thinking about, oh, I need to do this. I need to be creative in this way. And I need to make it look like that. No, we wanted to make it look mm -hmm. like 1955 because that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And so that was easy. Um, one thing was just kind of, kind of having an idea of, um, the costume designer's color palette and, and seeing some of the, um, uh, the costumes and, and, and just knowing, like, you know, exactly where we're going with the film. And I did know that the director, for sure, she wanted black skin, pure, beautiful. That was mm -hmm. her major request. So she wanted it to be, she wanted the skin to have a, you know, like a slight sheen to it. You know, she wanted the skin to mm -hmm. pop. Um, and just being in conversations with her, it, that was the thing, melanin popping, melanin popping. You know, that's what mm -hmm. she wanted. That's what I think we gave her. Um, but it was, it was, because the thing is, you, you don't see black skin like this in film. Most yeah. of the time, is DPs don't know how to light it. Mm -hmm. DPs, some DPs, I'm just going to be honest, can't light it. Um, mm -hmm. But I think everything about Till was just absolutely beautiful. If I have to say so myself, yeah. it was beautiful. And we wanted, we just wanted that skin, men and women, we wanted that skin to appear beautiful. We want black people to see themselves in film and say, hey, that looks like me. That looks like my mother with hardly any makeup on. That, you know, we've got a listener to this show, Viola. She posted a picture of her mother um, recently. And when I saw that, I mean, my mouth fell wide open because I thought, my God, that's Danielle Deadwaller. That's the photo that mm -hmm. you see on the billboard. Danielle looked just like her mother in 1955. 
I was like, darn, I wish I had that research photo. Right. Yeah. So, you know, so it's like, but, you know, also, also in film, you you still kind of want the, the, um, the skin to be very, um, just real. You want it to look like real skin. You want people to look real. You know, it's not like we don't, I don't, one thing I've always hated is to see period makeup look like present day, like heavy present day makeup. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, the actress can look beautiful. Her brows can be snatched. She can be done. The lips could be great. But it's just like everything's so super matte. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's no thought into really what the brow shape looks like. There's no thought mm-hmm. into um, really what the you know the lip shape or the lip colors. Like I don't want to see Ruby Woo in a period film. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know I shouldn't I shouldn't be able to look at that film and say, oh, that's not Ruby Woo. Mm-hmm. That's just not to me. That's just not period to me. And I'm not saying that we had to get it exactly the way it was, but I'm saying we had to get it exactly the way it was. Well, yeah. y'all got it exactly and, the way it was. I mean, and that opening scene set that tone because it was, it was her yeah. face. Mm-hmm. And I was like, baby, look at that skin. It's skinning. <laughs> it, it looks great. Her lips look great. Her lips always looked great. Like, I was, mm-hmm. I was really focused, and it's crazy how much I felt like I was hyper paying attention to it just because I knew it was you guys. And but was mm-hmm. still in the, the all of my feels at the same time, but the skin mm-hmm. was absolutely amazing. It absolutely looked like it was set in the fifties. There was no question about it with the shape of the brows and like even Whoopi Goldberg. I mean, you know, her her character because we know she normally doesn't have any eyebrows at all ever. You know, so just in general, everybody across the board. It, it played into it so well. You guys did a phenomenal job. You really, really and Thank truly you. did. Uh, can you break Thank down you. a little bit for those that might not be 100% clear as to what period makeup actually means? Well, um, you know, I was just going to say, I was just going to say, it's funny because a lot of times when we say period, we think, oh, the 40s, the 50s, the 30s, or something like that. But 1990 uh-huh. is a period. Is a period. Yeah. 1980 is a period. This this current day is a period. Right. So we just kind of use we kind of use the term kind of loosely and just say, oh, period makeup. And most of the times, it, it's in reference to, you know, some years past, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. You know, but it's really uh-huh. It's really just a period makeup is a makeup of a certain time period. And so that's why as makeup artists, you have to really study your craft because you have to know what it's, you know, what brow and the lip and the shades that were used in the 30s, the 40s. You have to know that. You know, like if you're doing a project, if you're called to do a project and it's in the 1940s, you may not know off the top of your head, but you definitely have to be able to have something, some kind of reference material 
or something that you can go and, and, and look that information up. But basically, period makeup is just, you know, makeup of a certain time period. And can we go a step further and say that that also has to translate culturally because everybody's culture may not have been doing the same thing during the same period? Absolutely. 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 And I hope you can see I hope you can see that in the film as well because we wanted mm-hmm. to show um we wanted to show that difference as well, you know, with women in Chicago. But also, um, we wanted to show the difference between black women in Mississippi and Chicago. Right. So and not only that, without a doubt. Yep. But not yeah. only that, Bryant, um, she was in, you know, in Money, Mississippi. Now, mm-hmm. her family was poor. They owned that store, but they didn't have anything either. So right. she tried. She tried to look like something. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't the most well put together woman herself. Right, right. You know, so it's it's about, you know, your economic status and class and as well as race. Um that 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 makeup plays into all of it. And let's not forget yeah. that, you know, there there weren't there weren't forty shades of foundation colors. You know, not what I mean? there weren't thirty and forty shades of powders or lipsticks or anything like that. So you had some, you know, you had some black women wearing the same colors as white women, right? Yeah, because that's the only thing that was available. Well, you all did a phenomenal job with putting the looks together. Um, it, it just, it, the cohesiveness was absolutely there. I mean. I, I can't say anything negative. I truly can't. Um, I know for me, um, in watching the film, one thing that I really have to say that I appreciate, and it's actually something that um, my son had mentioned to me when we were kind of just talking about everything when it was all done, was he said that he wasn't sure what was going to be shown and what wasn't going to be shown but he appreciated mm-hmm. the fact that there was no actual violence displayed mm-hmm. on the screen. And it, there wasn't. Like, you didn't see. It was all, everything that happened was all in your head. Like, mm-hmm. you had right. to make up your own narrative. And I appreciate that because I feel like that's where this film was different than other films that we mm-hmm. might have seen in the past about things that have happened historically to African Americans. So I I just I love I love that about it because it really yeah. gave us a, a totally different narrative. Um and so in stating that, what do you feel like you've learned or that you feel like you've become more aware of in participating in this particular project? Historically, what do you feel like you've just become more aware of or learned more about? You know, I, uh, for me, Denise, I feel like just just working on set during this whole process, I realized that I can kind of take on more than I thought I could as far as the subject matter. Um, although it was tough shooting it, 
Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, there are a lot of things, especially during the scenes in the, in the store, you know, where you can easily become very bitter, um, you know, towards people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like just kind of processing all of this, I know that I can't, I can't be bitter. I can't be that way because we, you know, we have to move on. We have to move past all that. And if there's going to be any justice for Emmett Till, I think we have to kind of go towards that with a clear head and without being um, bitter towards other people because we actually need other people in order to um, achieve some sort of justice. And so for me, it's like, yes, you can go through the subject matter. Yes what was done was wrong, but we have to move past that. I think for me, one of the things that I didn't, if I got your question, if I'm, if I'm thinking of the right thing that you're asking, one of the things that I didn't realize or that I've come to realize is I've, I've been introduced to this story so long ago I've read books, I've, you know, I've seen pictures, all of that. I really had no idea because my focus was always on the story of of an Emmett and what happened to Emmett. A friend of mine uh-huh. wrote, wrote a, a Till script that she's been trying to push for years. And I always thought that when I worked on the Emmett Till movie, it was going to be hers. And at some point, when I didn't realize this, that at some point she's kind of stopped um, and just moved on to some of her other scripts. But when we got the call to do the job, you know, and reading the script and seeing the direction that the director was going in, I really had no idea that Mamie Till did the things that she, I mean, I knew that she, you know, she wanted her her child's uh, body to be seen. But I really uh-huh. had no idea that this created a movement that segued into the civil rights movement. Uh-huh. I just had no idea of her strength um, and and all that she, you know that she was working towards once her son was killed. I had no idea of that. I read I've, I've read scripts, I've read books, I've you know, and never. My focus was never on that, and those those books and things like that never focused so much, or at least in my eyes, didn't focus so much on that. I was it was so focused on, you know, the whole story and breaking down the whole entire story of what happened to Emmett. Mm-hmm. So that was new. That was new for me. That was a new um, realization. Um, you know, working on the story, um, just finding out more about Mamie. Okay. That was that was all kind of new for me. But also on another on another note, um just doing this movie, and like my sister and I started off our careers doing a lot of period um period work. We weren't department heads and keys at the time, but you know, we started off okay. doing a lot of period work. So very familiar with the period work. 
But this film right here gave me a new kind of love for doing period makeup. Okay. You know, yeah, it really has. And, and it, I really feel like, you know, I want to do more. Um, just, you know, from beginning to end, the way we, you know, the research and, um, you know, the thorough research that we did, I think, really set us up to really um, have success with this show. So I'm excited about it. Learned a lot, um, you know, new experiences and just a new way of of looking at um, period makeup for me. Awesome. Awesome. I love the fact that there were the fact-based statements at the end. Um, I felt like that was nice to just kind of put those little pieces of additional information at the end so that, you know, again, for people that might not have been clear on where characters were continue, were kind of beginning to develop towards the end of the movie and kind of where things um, had gone as far as, you know, the history of, of the story. I appreciated that being there. But I know there was one scene in particular that just, took me all the way out, and it was when they wheel her out in that wheelchair to that, um, to the train coming, and they pulled that, that wooden box off of the train. Her reaction, I was no good. Like, I lost it. I totally, like, I could feel, she did a beautiful job acting, like, Mm-hmm. As a mother, I felt that to my core. I was I was rolling mm-hmm. out of control in the theater, and I just think about how her emotions during you know all of this that she had to play. But like, were there any favorite scenes for for you all? And just kind of seeing how this whole thing has played out. Are we thinking that this film might be in the running for an Oscar? You know, just just thinking back on on all that we shot. Well, for one, to answer your last question, I say yes. Um, but but just thinking back on a lot of things that we shot. For me, one of my favorite favorite scenes was Mamie uh, on the stands in the courtroom. Okay. When she's talking, they're asking her about about the comments that she made about him. You know, when he's around white people and you know, what to do and all that kind of thing. And just that that scene right there was, like, it for me. It was one of my favorite scenes. Okay. Yeah. I, I just remember on um, – I can't remember if that was the first day of shooting or – but I remember when we shot that scene. And I just remember when – the the scene started, you know, for the first time, because, you know, of course we do it over and over and over. But I just remember mm-hmm. when she did it for the first time and to hear this woman cry out, it just, something just went through me. And I was like, mm-hmm. my God. And just to see her stay in character, even when they cut and, you know, she sat to herself, she didn't want her tears dried up. 
and she oh, wow. stayed until you, you see the shivering of the lips and, you know, the yeah. eyes. It all just stayed there. But just listening to what you just said, you know, like as a mother, she is a mother. Mm-hmm. I can understand, like you were saying, your mother doesn't want to go see it. I can understand mm-hmm. mothers not mm-hmm. wanting to go see it. I get it. Um, yeah. Especially mothers with sons. Yeah. With black yes, sons. Yes, yes. You know, I can, I, mm-hmm. I get it. Um, but um, yeah, she, she stayed in it, and you could just feel it. And. From that day to the last day that we shot, I was, like, in awe of her performance. Mm-hmm. And I just, I couldn't yeah. understand how she could, um, but, you know, but she's a great actress, so th- that's the reason why. But I just, I was like, oh, my goodness, how can she do this over and over and over? But what we, but, yeah. but when I actually saw the the final you know, the film put together, I was like, oh, my God, this is uh-huh. this is amazing. This is amazing. And all that stuff she was, when she was crying and all the stuff she was saying when she was crying, I didn't even realize when we were shooting that she said all of that. I just heard all of the, the loud screams and cries and, oh, my God. It was something. Yeah, on that part, in the when, pocket. Well, the yeah, face, when she said, like said the face quivering, whoo. Mm-hmm. When she said, get him out of the box. He can't breathe. Oh, my God. I thought that was going to take me out. Yes. Yes. I was so, I was, yeah, I was no good. I was absolutely no good. And another thing that I actually, I'm sorry if y'all are listening and you haven't seen the movie yet. I hope we are not giving too much of it away. But please, please, please go watch this film. Uh, but towards the end, uh, before she decided to leave the courtroom, when she was initially looking at Carolyn Bryant, and then she started to realize that this woman is just really going to go all the way left with this story until this whole and complete lie, when she turned mm-hmm. her head and, and stopped looking at her, I was like, yep. Yep, I, I feel that. I feel that with every bit of me because that would be me. I would have to be the one, like, let me just leave because y'all going to mess around and I'm going to have to be locked up by the end of this. So I, it was just so many touch points that were just absolutely stunning. So I'm just going to put it out there now. We're going to pray that this is going to get an Oscar nomination, and I pray that you guys, you know, are recognized for your artistry as well because the skin, I just couldn't get over that skin. Like like you mentioned, you know, the director said that they wanted the melanin popping. It was popping. It was definitely popping, <laughs> but it was like a suppleness to it. Like it, it made me think about what my grandmother's skin looked like. Like it, it she didn't wear foundation, but she had beautiful skin, absolutely beautiful mm-hmm. skin. So, yes, all, all of those things, all of those things. And I think that was the kind of the case for a lot of the black um, the black women back then. It's like they weren't wearing foundation, you know. They they had some of them um, had the red lips, you know, red lipsticks, 
but they weren't wearing foundation. They just had good skin. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you know, the look was created with, of course, skin care as well as foundation. You know, she was wearing foundation, of course, but that's another thing. Making the skin look, you know, see, being able to see the skin through makeup, mm-hmm. you know, not mm-hmm. really seeing a face full of makeup. We, you know, we didn't want those beat looks. We wanted the look of great skin, great healthy skin, and that's something that the director wanted to show. Wanted, you know, black people to be seen that way. Mm-hmm. Can you share any of the products that you used to create the looks? Mm. <laughs> or I can some of your um, I, some of your favorites. I kind of want not all of them, but yeah, I kind of want to save some of that. Um, <laughs> okay. But I will I will <laughs> I will say, that of course, she was wearing she was wearing. Um, a tinted moisturizer. Um, we did use uh, Revlon lipsticks on her. Um, the red nail polish. We were going for a Revlon nail polish, but could not find the actual color, and so we um, we found another brand. Um, gosh, I can't even think of the name right now. But we found another brand of polish. Um, to use on her again, like I said, when I when I looked at the Revlon colors that were actually used, I, you know, I tried to find brands that had colors very similar, mm-hmm. very similar to that. Um, and the the funny thing is, Danielle does not really like red lipstick, so oh. I kind of had to, yeah, I kind of had to ease her um, into a, into a red lipstick that that. Um, that she didn't mind wearing. So I would sometimes I would mix like um two different colors. Mm-hmm. I would mix a red and I would mix another Revlon color that had a little bit more brown in it just so that she could get mm-hmm. comfortable wearing it. But the thing was she mm-hmm. she she knew that that was the color of the time and she was committed to playing the character so she knew that that was something she was going to have to do, but I just kind of started mm-hmm. her out um, especially like on the days, like we had three different looks for her. And one of them, of course, was whenever she was going to bed or whenever she was waking up in the morning, we had pretty much no no makeup. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was a look when she was at home with her family and friends, especially after she got the news about Emmett. Mm-hmm. So the makeup was like very toned down, like on her lips, you didn't see as much lipstick. It was more of a stain. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, Mm -hmm. especially on those days, I would kind of make it a combination of the two colors so it didn't appear to her to be as red. But, you know, it was still red lipstick, but I kind of toned it down with, like, a little reddy brown shade just Mm -hmm. so that it it made it more natural and made it more of a stain. And then, of course, um, on the days when she's, you know, out shopping, um, you know, she's going to the courtroom, she's, you know, going to visit um, her boyfriend at the barber shop, things like that. You know, she's really dressed up. Then she she had the you know the true red lipstick on, um, in those scenes. Okay. And if that's I'm all mistaken, I'm going to give you on on the products. <laughs> okay. If I'm not mistaken, didn't we provide? Didn't you provide a um, like a makeup breakdown for her? To I think the director or 
Well, that's yeah, because I had to kind of, I had to kind of, I had to kind of break down like the the look for her. And so the the great thing about that, when providing the the three different looks, I also gave a, a time for each, like how much time it would take to achieve those looks, so that when the AD, when the assistant director got that information, then she knew exactly how much time it would take every day to get that look done, or if we had to transition from um, like the the toned down look, like the second level of the look, if we had to transition from that look to um, the full makeup look, she would know. Like we would, I would be able to tell her how much time it would take to go from one to the other. Or if 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 we started off with her um, waking up in the morning, but then we went to another scene after that with her going um, to shopping or something, then how much time it would take to go from nothing to that full look, we, you know, we kind of had a breakdown of the times um, for all of that. And that's so important when you're doing uh, makeup for film and television as well, is being able to know, especially with that one character, that character arc, you know, how she starts, how, you know, the, the what the final look will be for her, and just knowing time it takes from one to the, to the other, and just how much time it takes to do each of the looks individually, but then to go back and forth from one look to the next, you know, it's important to know how much time um, that takes because that helps the AD in scheduling. So. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for, for sharing that. Um, I was just, I was just curious myself I, and I wasn't looking for any brand names. We don't want to shout anybody out unnecessarily. <laughs> um, but like I'm kind of just backtracking a little bit um, back to you know, the basis of all of this being period makeup, how mm-hmm. how did you go about finding even, like, what brands were available during that time? Because that's, like, that's, Google. that's research for real. Mm-hmm. One was, one was just, well, just, just from knowing uh, and working on period products, just knowing a, a few things already, but then also doing okay. Google searches on things and, and, and just knowing, um, you know, what products Revlon came out with in 1955 or 56 or whatever, like what, what colors were popular then. Because, um, you know, throughout the different um, time periods, you know, it wasn't just red. It might have transitioned to pinks or corals you know, as the mm-hmm. years go by, you know, so it's not just all red. So it's very important to know that, um, especially mm-hmm. if, let's just say we did a period piece in Chicago or New York from 1955 to 1965. So we have to know that it's not all red lipstick. It's not all, you know, red nail polish. You got to, you have to know when that makes us, sh- when it makes the shift, when it changes and being able to show mm-hmm. different women with the different colors that were used on that time period. So, yeah, just researching, you know, for those people who are doing something like that, if you don't know, it's, it's, there's no harm in going to Google. Yeah. But there and are plenty also, of makeup artists out there, plenty of makeup artists out there who, who have have done even more extensive research. I'm telling you, Marietta Carter Narcisse is a great encyclopedia for period yes. research. I mean, she's a great person to talk to for for um, for period projects. If y'all don't know who that is, that is an OG. That is a wealth of information. So please 
Please, please, please. Because doesn't she offer um, backtrack, uh, just off off topic, really quick. I believe she might offer classes, but that might be something that you guys offer as well. Correct? She does. She does offer classes. Um, we okay. don't offer classes quite like she offers classes. Her classes are um, online classes that you can take at your own uh, at your own pace. But she does offer um, she does offer very expensive classes. Okay. So what's next for you both? What what's what's happening? What's in in the works? Because I'm sure your phone is off the hook and will continue to be off the hook for, you know, the rest of this year. What What is happening next for you both, or what do you want to happen next? Um, well, to be honest with you, <laughs> a break. I, I want um, – I was just about to say, do you want to breathe? <laughs> yeah. I just want to – yeah, I just I want to breathe. Well, that's first and foremost. But then I want to I want to break from work. You know, probably till the end mm-hmm. of the year, that'll be good. And then pick up, you know, come January, that would be fine. But, yeah, definitely a little break. Okay. Because this is a nice a nice way to ride into the holidays. So hopefully oh, you guys are able definitely. to get that break for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And where are you now? Are you... Are you out of state on a on a project that you can't speak about, or are you at home? We are out of We're town in. on a project that yes. we can't speak about. <laughs> See, this is why I love y'all. This is why I love y'all, because <laughs> y'all, y'all keep it moving. And then another blockbuster will come out, and then you'll be, then you'll be like me in the theater recording the names <laughs> as they go up <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> And making all of the noise in the movie theater, <laughs> people looking at you crazy, like, why is she clapping? This is not that type of environment. <laughs> but I'm happy for you guys. I'm so excited for you guys. This was an amazing movie. Um, I can say that I, I know the ladies that were behind looks for this amazing project and, and something that means something, you know what I mean, that has some, some history, yeah. some guts. To it, um, and and that is just amazing within itself. So I I really do hope that you guys are able to rest and you know just kind of find some solace in that that you were a part of a, a very historical piece of art. So thank you so much. Thank you. Can I say something real quick? Um, of course. I always say I always say to people that I believe that this project um, was one of the most important projects of both of our careers. Um, But I wanted to shout out a few people first, but first I just wanted to say um, when I watched the movie, one of the things that I picked up on and I was like saying to myself, it's so important, you know, the principal actors, they all looked fabulous. They just looked great. But I thought about something. I said, you know what? It's really important on these period projects that you get this background right. The background actors, even though they're not talking, you can't hear them saying anything, but they are just as important and their look is just as important. Mm -hmm. So when we went to the theater yesterday, uh, we went with, like my sister said, Ashley Langston, who worked with us um, on on the movie. 
we we watched the movie, and then when it was over and we all were going to dinner, one of the things that she said, she said, you know, after seeing this movie, I really realized that it's important to get the background makeup right. And I was like, I was just mm-hmm. saying that, you know. And so I was glad that she realized that. Um, I was so glad that she realized that. And I just wanted to say a big thank you to all of the makeup artists who who worked consistently with us in the background. Um, thank you so much. And I know one of our listeners, Megan Belcher, she's on the line listening. Thank you so much, Megan. Um, I remember when we, we met her and we were talking and I and we told her, you know, we may be able to bring you in on a few days to help us, you know, with background. I said, but you have to know 1955 makeup, study 1955 makeup. And when we were able to bring Megan in, she came in and she did a great job for us, um, along with some others, um, Boxy, who worked in the background as well. And she also came in and helped um, Ashley work on some ball caps and things like that. Um, so I wanted to shout those two out. Um, who has Soretta Bell came in and worked several days with us. Um, I'm trying to think of the ones. I mean, I, I appreciate everyone that came in and worked, even if it was one day. But these were some ladies who were consistently working with us, um, and I just, I just greatly appreciate it. And I'm just so happy that um, they were part of it as well. Yeah, for sure. Hey, teamwork sure. makes the dream work. So. That's right. That's awesome. I'm sure they are just as excited as you all are. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to yes. you and your teammates. Like truly. Yes. Um, everybody deserves a pat on the back and that that's the, that's awesome. So yeah. You got, all of y'all are being cheered off. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say this really quickly. Um, um, if there's anybody out there who, who may have questions for us, we still have a little time left on the show, so please do call in at 914-803-4399. I just have to step in, Julie, and, and be host for real quick. Just <laughs> to say that and get that out there. If you have any questions, please do call in, 914-803-4399. We'll be more than happy um, to answer your questions. Uh-oh, I think the phone line might be getting ready to be off the hook. So y'all y'all need to be <laughs> ready, ready for whatever whatever comes with that. I, I appreciate <laughs> you all for allowing me to kind of step in and be your co-host for this evening. Um, I think that it was important for you guys to be able to share everything that you have experienced throughout this amazing process. Um, And then, too, to kind of just be able to chronicle it and, you know, be be able to go back and listen to it and be like, you know what, remember when we watched on Till? And, you know, be able to have that visual or that, excuse me, that audio to go along with all of the other visual pieces that you have to go along with it. So thank you for allowing me to be able to be here and take up space with you all. Yeah, and Absolutely. we do have a we do have a caller on the line. So let me bring this caller in real quick. Hello. Yes. Hello. Hi. Yes. 
Hi. Well, uh, my name is Brian, uh, Brian Young. Hi, Brian. And uh, uh, good good day. I, I always n- never know what to say anymore now. Like, good day, good morning, good afternoon. You know. <laughs> right. Uh, but <laughs> first, I, I'd just like to say uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, just just uh, thank you. Um, I, I'm I'm still at a loss. It's a, 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 just the this um, tragic, you know, just this tragic real life event. Not just American history, but Black history, Black American history. It's something I've known about since my childhood. I'm a product of the South, and my family uh, moved up north and. Uh, I went with my mom. I took my mom yesterday. Uh, she wanted to go on Friday, and uh, mm-hmm. we uh, waited a bit. Uh, I just felt it wasn't reading her body language. So, why, why don't we wait? Why don't we wait till Saturday? But um, the the makeup, I guess, two questions. I, I, I won't uh, take up too much time from anyone else who may have a question. Uh, one is, and I, I would assume by now you've either been asked this or will be asked more, but, uh, you know, I'm a car designer. I'm based in Detroit. I'm a professional automotive designer, one of the few African-Americans in the field, and the creativity, the artistry. And I did come in and hear, uh, I believe you guys discussed, about reference, and that is something that mm-hmm. I can – Attend, you know, I, I am very adamant with that. I'm also a teacher at back in my art art school, but when it comes to a period, so mm-hmm. uh, did you do? Did you look at a? I guess my first question is kind of a couple parts. Did you look like internally within your own family through family photos, looking back at what family members must have worn, uh, what what went with makeup, what even down to automobiles that they you know, that they that they drove to church or just had, uh, did you look internally? And then how did how did the movie or I, I don't even like calling it a movie, it's a film. Uh how did mm-hmm. it impact you, you know, before and after, you know, going into it and then afterwards and, and I have a request at the end, hopefully you can, you know, uh uh um uh answer answer that as well. But, uh, I'd love to hear. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For me, this is Denise. For me, um, yeah. Um, going into it now, one thing that I did not necessarily look into was like the automobiles. But the one thing I we I did research by going to family photos and photos of, of friends and, and their families, and 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 looking at everything within the photo, like the televisions, uh, the furniture. Um, things like that, because it all played a part. And even though for me being the makeup artist, you know, some of those items were not really my responsibility. Like I'm not, I wasn't like set, set, you know, I wasn't a set deck department. I wasn't in um, production design or anything like that. I wasn't in costumes or anything like that. But it just kind of all plays a part in the whole entire look. I mean, I think if right. I probably had photos of people with the automobiles, like if I had photos of people outside with automobiles, that that's a that's you know a valid observation. Um, I did have some books uh, with photos in print, of course, that that may have shown automobiles, but I never really thought about um, 
that. But I, I thank you for that, actually, because now I'm going to take that into my research, looking at, and sometimes people may think, well, that doesn't make a difference to the makeup, but it does make a difference to the overall look. So thank you for that. Um, how this movie affected me, you know, I think uh, my sister Janice mentioned earlier about there were some things that she didn't know that made me tell, you know, some of the things that she didn't know that made me tell did or was involved in. I was neither, I was not aware either of, like, um, her involvement with the NAACP, like how involved she was with the NAACP, um, how involved she was in getting justice for Emmett. Like, those are things that you don't hear about. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and again, I was not around during the time when Emmett was killed, but it affected me because now I'm, like, looking for ways that um, I can help create change, and I'm looking for ways of, like, what can we do um, to, to help seek justice for Emmett Till? Like, what can we do? Even if it's a matter of just being on social media and spreading the word, then, then that's something that I can do. But it, it has, you know, evoked um, action for me. Yeah. It made, it made me coming out of the film want, wanting to do more. Going into the film, I was just excited about um, being able to participate in telling this story, um, a story that, like I said, I had a friend who actually had an Emmett Till script. So, like I said, I thought I was going to be working on her script at some, at some point. Um, so I was excited about having the opportunity to help tell the story through makeup Um, But like my sister said, coming out of it, at this point, it was like, what can we do, Um, not just for justice for Emmett Till, but also just what can we do to to help with situations like this? You know, what should we be doing and saying to people? Um, How can we help one another to live better and to to do better in life? So it, it just makes you want to do more. Thank you. I don't know what happened. I got, uh, I, I don't know if I accidentally got um, disconnected, but I did call back. But lastly, uh, what I wanted to know is, uh, so I'm a big social justice warrior uh, in my non-professional time. We actually, uh, if you guys are familiar with uh, Clubhouse, the uh, 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 yeah. audio uh, app. So I I host um, my 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 team and I, we host rooms where we salute figures throughout. Uh, basically, Black History is every day, not just February. And we had a room this past Friday, and the creators of Clubhouse have actually asked uh, a colleague of mine on there to have another one because uh, we uh, this Saturday. And I wanted to see if you all would be interested and participating in that uh, Thursday, we actually had some of the Till family members that I, I've gotten to know through that audio app. I reached out, and I was humbled that um, uh, Joshua Harris Till, you know, younger, obviously wasn't there in that period of time when uh, Emmett was taken. Uh, but uh, he is an example of turning that family's pain into purpose. He's currently running uh, for the 5th District uh, in uh, Oklahoma, which encompasses Oklahoma City. And he is often mm-hmm. saying, look, 
I'm not running because of my last name. I'm running because I feel I'm the best candidate. And he came in. And so I, I, I got some other irons in the fire, so to speak, uh, to uh, other uh, Till family members and other uh, individuals uh, within the, this film. Uh, and I, I would, I extend an offer and hopefully um, if you guys are, uh, excuse me, I, my sister always tells me, Hey, look, Queens, not, <laughs> not good. But, uh, if you all are available, I would truly love to have voices in the room. Uh, and, and that would be next uh, uh, Saturday, but that would, that was my second ask for request okay. if, if it would be available and I, you guys I could give you information to verify me make sure I'm not you know a troll or you know some, right. some weird weird body but thank you thank you <laughs> right so I took could your, you do, um, could you I took do the number R. yeah but also could you send us an email at beautygirlsmedia at gmail.com absolutely yeah, and then just give us, like, again, the date and the information and all that. All right. And thank you. And thank you for, thank the, you for inviting me in. Yes, I, I just, yeah, even, I'm a visual person. I've been a creative my entire life, and uh, I can appreciate when I sat there, and I get it from my mother. My mother is one of the few black uh, female architects in Anderson, Alabama, where we were both born and raised in late 60s, mm-hmm. early 70s. And so I have this eye for detail, and it kind of cost me. I, some, I often share the story. I was on a date years ago, years ago, uh, and I noticed this handbag, and I was working on a car project at the time, and my date was like, you're checking around. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm a... <laughs> I just didn't go <laughs> past that. But the make the details the makeup, the, mm-hmm. the, the, um, uh, the attire, you know, even down to the mm-hmm. handbag, even down to the fonts selected in some of the background shots of buildings, all of those things matter to, you know, they're, they're, they're speaking mm-hmm. loudly without saying a word. And that's what mm-hmm. the makeup that, mm-hmm. that the artistry you guys or you Queens have created. So I'll just park with that and, and thank you. And I will, and and let me I got my pen out. What the email again that I need to uh, email okay. you guys is beautygirlsmedia at gmail dot com. All righty. So and that's beauty girls that's girls with an S. That's girls with an uh, S. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Good night. You know, that's a great point that? that he made. Opportunities that's... already coming in. <laughs> I love it. But, you know, that's a great point that he made because um, I think I remember my sister saying that, you know, the weekend that we went to the um, premiere in L.A., um, I had to leave because I needed to be back at work just in case my sister didn't make it back in time. And so I, I didn't, uh-huh. wasn't able to to go to the this um, Q and A that she was attending, and she was on a panel. And after the Q and A, I think they were just um, mingling, and they were talking to some different people. And one of the ladies said something about um, 
how, you know, we all really captured the period and they were talking about the hair, the makeup. Somebody mentioned the wallpaper on the walls, um, how the costumes, like all these different things. And so when he asked that question, it reminded me of that. And I'll have to say, like, every little detail, and it's like every department plays a role in all of those Uh details. So, you know, we have our transportation department. They're the ones who are responsible for getting those cars from that period. You know what I mean? And you have your set, you know, decorators, and they're the ones who are responsible for that wallpaper on the wall, Um, you know, like the house, like if you just see Emmett's room, you know, they do all of that. Just like we have to research the lipstick colors, uh, nail polishes, um, actual how to, the makeup application, like we research all that stuff. They research, uh-huh. you know, what people had on their walls and, and like the toys you may have put into Emmett's room. Um, the watch, you saw the watch that he had on and gave to his mother. Uh-huh. They have to know, and a lot of people have some of these things in their kits. You know, just like we have to have the makeup colors, these people, like the props department, they have watches and glasses, you know, and things from that time period, the different time periods. Right. Costume designer. You know, the costume designer. My sister and myself, we weren't living in 1955. You know what I mean? Right. So it takes it takes a lot of research and a lot of study. And I think, you know, the costume designer nailed it on the head. You know, it. It just took a lot, and I I felt like on this particular movie, and I've worked on a lot of um, period films from periods from, you know, prior to the 60s. I've seen a lot of period films prior to the 60s. I felt like each and every department on this one gave it their all. That's awesome. And I think think it's reflected on screen. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was absolutely continuity with those vehicles. Um, that's mm-hmm. interesting that he mentioned that, but you're you're right. I was looking at it like, dang, them cars was fresh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. they had some really nice cars then. So yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. Those details they all matter. Mhm. When we did that scene where you know Emmett and his mom goes go downtown to go shopping, you know, I just remember that day that all the street was lined with all of these cars, um, you know, were lined with these cars. And um, I just kept looking at them because it just, it just looked so nice just to see it all, you know. I mean, uh-huh. down to, like, the newspaper stand and, you know, the fake newspapers. Like, <laughs> it was just so interesting. Everything looked, <clears throat> everything looked like the period. That's awesome. Everything worked out the way that it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. Indeed, yep. I agree. Well, you guys well, mentioned that you, you have a project now that you can't really mm-hmm. speak about. So is there anything else that you want to kind of share just as closing remarks and, you know, just, any regards, anything that you want to share as it relates to this particular project and um, just kind of seeing it come full circle with this being opening weekend? 
Um, there was a question that someone texted me about um, collaborating with um, collaborating with the director, and uh, this Megan asked a question. Let's see, how important was it to collaborate and communicate with hair and wardrobe? Um, it's very important always, whether you're on a period film or not. But it's very important because sometimes as a makeup artist, let's say it's just a um, let's say it's a, uh, a a film that does not, you know, past periods and it's more like present day stuff. You know, sometimes you need, depending on the film, depending on the script, sometimes you may need ideas from costumes or hair just to kind of get you get you flowing a little bit with 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 ideas of things that you may do. But it's in very it's very mm-hmm. important to to um, now this particular film, um, like <laughs> costumes were almost like exact. There were a lot of costumes that they made. Um, that were exact, uh, like costumes of what uh, Mamie wore. Um, you know, there may be, have been some some dresses that weren't exactly what she wore, but they, you know, that they probably designed a few things. But some of them were like almost exact. And so it's important to see that. It, it's important to get a sense of Mamie's style. So to see her, to see her in photos, but then to see what what what's what she's going to actually wear in the film. It was good to see that to get a sense of her style. And most of the times when you saw Mamie, she was very well dressed. Then mm-hmm. there were times when she was at home that the dresses may not have been, you know, like they weren't that fancy, but they weren't bad for being at home either. Like Mamie was mm-hmm. very well put together all the time. You know, she's right. sitting around the table with her friends, smoking, drinking, and playing cards. But maybe still look good, even in the house, you know, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, it's good to see that. It's good to know that, you know, for the hairstylist, when Mamie's at home, she's not going to curl her hair as tight, you know what I mean? Because she's not, like, going out, so she's not going to curl her hair as tight. So that helps you to kind of, like, bring the makeup down a bit. So it's really good to, mm-hmm. to know these things. It's really good to know that, okay, the dress that she wore to the department store when she's at home, and she's, she's like, you know, worried about Emmett and they're, they're, everybody's at home and in her house and they're getting news about what's going on in Mississippi and things like that. The dress that she's wearing, it's nice, but it's not what she would wear to the department store. It's not what she would wear to church. You know what I mean? So it, it allows right. you to like, okay, then maybe I should pull back. They pull back on outfits. They pull back on the hair a little bit. Maybe I should pull back on makeup. So it just helps so that uh-huh. we're all in sync. And so that's why those collaborations are so important. Very insightful. I hope um, individuals that haven't seen the movie yet, this will kind of spark a little bit more interest in you to want to go check it out. Um, and even those that might have seen it, to go see it again, to continue to support. Um, all of that is, is appreciated for sure. Um, I'm Like I said, from the very beginning, I'm excited for you guys and all that is to come from this particular project, and again, congratulations to you and your team and everybody uh, that was a part of the queue, uh, the crew. It was a, a really amazing project to see unfold, and um, I'm thankful that I have had the pleasure of being able to speak to you guys this evening. So that is all for Thank me. You, is there anything that you guys want to say before you 
we we love that again. Yes. Yes, there's one more question. So I mean there's one more Ooh, caller I see. Oh, come on, question. <laughs> okay, we're gonna get this so we're gonna get this caller on and then we'll shut it down because we're gonna be running out of time. So thank you so much, Julia, for doing this. We greatly appreciate you. Of course. Um I'm excited to have what was it? What is it? Twenty twenty two or twenty twenty one? How do they say that? Naha winner. Yes. Twenty twenty two. To have the twenty twenty two Naha winner interview us on Beauty Talk. It is. I've just was so excited about it. So thank you so much um, for doing I this. We really you appreciate you. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna bring on our last. Oh, of course. Our last caller. Hello. Hey, this is Viola. Hey, hey, such a great interview. It's it's been really inspiring, and um, like you said, the word action, and I'm inspired to get involved. And thank you to the caller, yes. Brian Young. Brian Young, oh my goodness, for us being in the industry, and he tapped into a little further, and he is a designer, a sketch, and he's an amazing sketch artist, if you go to his page. He mentioned cars, so he definitely Mm -hmm. took it further for us in the industry as a makeup artist. Yes. As far as, like, look around at the furniture. When you look at cars, and even at that time, at that time period, you know, they were driving those big, heavy Ford cars. And you mm-hmm. always remember um, back then, women dressed. They had their gloves, um, mm-hmm. and that's wardrobe. But as far as, like, makeup, that makeup is on point. When I tell you, yeah. my question is that, when you were creating, both of you, when you were creating the looks of Mammy Till and when the actor went into character, did it inspire, inspire you both on creating the looks of some, some time of the 1955 looks of where, um, and I noticed that you never created the look of sadness. She was always on mm. point. You made her character so strong. I mean, if a young if a young lady of today, these makeup artists happen to do that, it would be very challenging because they still think that okay, let me put the lashes on her. But you both <laughs> made her so strong. No, yeah. I'm curious. Let me say. Let me say this because because I knew this was going to be tough, and I knew that the actress was going to be crying in a lot of scenes, and mm-hmm. so I did not want to risk one putting on lashes and having them to come off because she was constantly crying. Um, so I knew that I knew I didn't want to do that. I was like to save myself and prevent us from having to stop to reapply lashes and taking up time. I. I'm not going there with the lashes. Two, I felt like there was not one single lash out there that would give her the natural look that we were going for. I was like, the only way we can do this is with her own lashes. 
will just have to apply mascara. And I and the and the thing with applying mascara, we never I don't know that I ever applied maybe 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 in her look where she was like fully done up, I may have applied two coats of mascara. Other than that, she only got one coat of mascara because I wanted this to look so um, realistic. Because when you look at photos of Mamie Till, when you see her, you don't see tongue, you don't see like eyeshadow, mascara, and all this stuff. If you look close enough, you may see a little eyeliner, but mainly you see lipstick and nail polish. And her brows were done. So that's so when you saw her, I wanted to make sure that you saw those nails were polished all the time, those lips were done all the time, and then you saw those brows. You know what I mean? So so the the coat of mascara was was you know to give a look of yes, I got on mascara, you know to give her a look like she didn't. Um, you know how sometimes you can look when you don't have on mascara, you don't have on eyeliner. We want, we didn't want her to look like that, except when she was waking up and going to bed because we wanted to make sure everything remained very realistic. I wanted to be, you know, wanted to be as close as I possibly could to actual photos of Mamie. I wanted to be as close as possible to actual photos of women in 1955. So, no, so you weren't going to get, um, you know, two or three coats of mascara and you definitely weren't going to get any lashes because it just didn't make sense as a makeup artist to do that when you have an actress who's mm-hmm. crying in just about every other scene. But I will say, when I first saw the uh, promotional images, I stopped. I I teared up and I choked up because it was a splitting image of my mother. See, my mother was mm-hmm. born 1939, and the whole mm-hmm. entire style. And I remember hearing my mother's story, her voice, and it took me back. Like, I can share every um, detail what my mother felt during that time in Chicago because she lived a block away from the till. So by her being born in 1939, she was 15 years old, so she was a year older mm-hmm. than Emmett. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, the entire style, how she said, they were looking and dressing. I went back to look at my mother's picture, and your you both y- y'all work inspired me to post my mother that the very I think the following day. And someone mentioned Oscar Worthy. This you know this is Oscar Worthy work, hands down, hands down. Being a black mother where we have to show our strength. We can't never show that we are in pain. And the whole entire look that you guys gave us, like it, it's a very uplifting uh, moment for us. And it's 2022. And like you said, we can't go in being angry. You both deliver the work for the film. And it can just be a silent, a silent, like an image. When when they say a picture says a lot, that photo, that actress, hands down, beautiful. I have not seen the movie yet, 
Only reason why, because I know me. I probably, um, I know I'm going to tear up, but I know that how I have to come prepared. So I'm looking forward to it. And two, the students in Chicago, you know, we need this, the, the movies. We need every CPS student in Chicago to go see this movie. So I have been pushing for every student in Chicago to take the kids on the field trip to go see the movie again because it's it's a phenomenal, phenomenal work, ladies, phenomenal work, and a great interview tonight. So Thank you, Viola. Very Oscar-worthy. Um, you guys deserve your flowers because it takes a lot. But, and then, too, on a mental note, like, we still need justice for Emmett. Still need justice for it, for him. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Still need justice for him. So to be to be on point, be, and you said Megan was on, on the team as well. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Beautiful yeah. work. Beautiful work. Beautiful work. It's so funny because we, when we when we met her, we told her that you know we could probably get her on in a few days, and I feel like she was our main day player, you know, for background. We had her on, I mean, a lot of days. So I felt like she was like Beautiful our main work. our our key background person. So yeah. Yep. But thank you Beautiful again, work. Viola, and thank you to Brian for his question. Um, Thank you so much, Julia, for doing this. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Um, it was great to to talk about it. Um, so we definitely want to um, appreciate you for jumping on and taking over. And feel free to host the show any other time you want. <laughs> we greatly appreciate it. <laughs> Um, but it's been fun. Um, I'm sure, um, I'm wondering if we're jumping on Twitter spaces or not for a few minutes. We do have to work early, but that's up to my sister. Okay, so it's 927. Um, okay, 30 minutes max. We have to keep it to 30 minutes. That's it. That's it. I'm going to to it. <laughs> okay, please do. But thank you so much to um, our faithful Sunday night listeners, and thank you um, to anyone new who tuned in. We thank you very much. We thank you. Uh, we say thank you to those who will listen to this on the playback, um, those who subscribe to the show. Thank you very much. We greatly appreciate it. Again, we greatly appreciate Julia Pettis for coming on and hosting the show for us tonight. We were in the hot seat, but it it wasn't bad at all. It wasn't bad at all. Um, I'm gentle. um, I'm gentle. Yeah, you're gentle. (laughs) Again, thank you to Brian and Viola for calling in with your questions. We greatly appreciate it. We'll see you all over on Twitter Spaces. And for those of you who won't be joining us, we will um, be back here next Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
So thank you guys so very much for joining us tonight. Have a wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.